0: Hi, this is Akshay. And this is Salar. And And this this is the Missing Missing Pages Podcast. Podcast. In this podcast, we will talk about nutrition, plant medicines, biohacking, and meditation. Mm. Page two.
1: Eddie is, Eddie, we have Eddie today, Eddie Hong. He he was my supervisor at Pixamondo, where (laughs) I was, (laughs) I had to say it, I have to like give you the the whole thing, it's like... (laughs) And he um, was also one of the reasons that uh, I, I changed um, my life in a, in a better way and changed my lifestyle and everything. And uh, his approach to life really impressed me and made a really huge impact in my life. So... And he, oh. he's 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 done like so many cool things in his life that like I I don't want to like ruin it or spoil it and I just like want to like um, jump right into it. So Eddie, uh, you started um, VFX and um, you started art and then you did VFX eventually. And uh, yeah, so how how did you do that? How did you happen to the, even like like art? Like were you like doing drawing from before when you in your childhood or something? Yeah, like, yeah,
2: I, yeah, absolutely. I mean drawing has been amazing like i don't know i think artists just born to draw right you yeah. know that deep inside of you that there is this ability that you want to create and i think that creativity is you know part of all the artists yeah. really yeah and as you grow up of course you know the channels become evolved and then um became an illustrator, graphic designer. Of course, at that time, everybody had to kind of be both illustrator and graphic designer at the same time. Then after that, I decided
1: that I'm going to go into computer animation. How, how did it happen? So it's just yeah. like, you went to illustration and you were like, I don't want this. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> this, I, I this became, boring, yeah. no, yeah. I actually started no, my
2: own design studio um, when I was a designer. And um, I worked mainly with, um, with the fashion industry. But yeah. then after that, the fashion industry just, you know, it, it has its downsides. Yeah. So I decided this no longer for me and i rather go for something that is more, um, even more creative in yeah. my opinion, which yeah. you know, was the movie industry and TV yeah. and, and all that. So I furthered my study and turned into an um, uh, artist
1: in, you know, digital artist, you know, in the movie industry yeah that's yeah. pretty cool yeah <laughs> so i i started um i started drawing in like 2010 and uh and very first time i started drawing i was like 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 as a um for for a school i was like this is this is really sick i can totally relate to what you're talking about as you as the first time when you draw and like you kind of like explore that universe that you kind of like get into it and you're like this this is really cool i want to get better I want to get better and then you kind of like channel out like what kind of art i want like what do I want to do in the future? And you're kind of like, mm. yeah. So, so it's like, I totally like feel what you're saying. Yeah. Um. I also come from animation background as well, but you, you graduated uh, from Sheridan That's in 2004. Right.
2: Oh boy. I have zero clue. <laughs> I think something like that. 2004. Yeah. 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 yeah when I was in my twenties and, yeah. um,
1: and and you just kept going just you kept did the going. fashion design and then yeah you started your company that's and, right yeah. yeah and then i went to i dropped all that and then i became
2: a, a three-day artist and then uh <laughs> movie compositor and and then just keep going and going And just you know because i love my job yeah right? and i'm good at my job so <laughs> in that sense that i am I do my job right, so when it's time to release the product, that I make sure that it's the best possible, and I put in hundred percent, hundred percent of yeah, myself into it. You do two hundred percent. I can confirm that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we we're working together. Yeah. So
2: in that sense, that I was, ha- I have that ability to keep growing, and people appreciate that effort that I put in. So, so later on at the end of my movie career
1: (laughs) I became the VFX supervisor so um, so how was how was the hours like uh, from the first studio that you worked at and then eventually VFX studio is always long hours right so um,
2: yeah I mean 15 12 15 18 hours i mean you count it sometimes it's 24 hours just oh. so we can deliver a product
0: in a single day in a
2: single day yeah oh. yeah so that and and because we're young we can yeah. do it we just eat and you know Back onto the computer, right? and Have another cup of coffee, yeah. have another cup of tea, and have some sugar rush. And and then you
1: realize what, that there's ten coffee cups in front
2: of you. <laughs> yeah. like, oh. And you have to talk to in front of the clients, and you know, it's like, oh, coffee breath, not yeah. the greatest thing, yeah. no. But yeah, generally, it's not the
1: greatest um, for health that's for sure, for sure. yeah mm-hmm. yeah I remember I was like um, I had to do night shift from like 7pm to like 7am or something and yeah this is in Oakville we were like working like 70 80 hours per week so it's, yeah so it's all the same so how did it um, how did it grow in you that like okay this is not healthy well like did you have like um, there was a point or there was like it gradually like something grow in you and you felt that like I really need to change something well, I think the,
2: the biggest indication was uh, a kidney stone starting to happen, right? Uh-uh. And with the mm-hmm. kidney stone, of course, you know, there's like damages to your body and you start peeing blood or you know, things of that oh. sort. And, and it's definitely frightening, especially yeah. it's a serious condition, especially if you have never seen it. And... um I mean, this is kind of too much to share, but, you know... um, It's already out. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, But the main thing is, there's red light, and, you know, that's showing, but you cannot go anywhere because you have to deliver.
1: Yeah, and you're on a cycle, and you're like, I
2: I need a way out. Exactly, so (laughs) I was thinking that, um, why am I torturing myself when when this is happening to my health, I should be with the doctor and try to get rid of this thing and heal myself. And why am I still worrying about delivering at seven o'clock in the morning because the client is in LA or in Germany or whatever it is. And not just to (laughs) me, it seemed ridiculous to me. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's that's crazy. So did you start like um, going to gym and like, do some like yeah. bodybuilding or something like that or like you started right on yoga and meditation oh yeah you know we all did the the programs <laughs> uh, you know that the. that
2: i don't think we can name any product names here but uh um basically there are a lot of you know fitness programs that yeah you know we att- yeah. i attended to and, and and it was fantastic um wonderful really it really pushed you a lot and also you can be you know at the privacy of your own home to do it right but then after that i felt like there's limitation (laughs) to it as well then um yoga came into my life and uh it's becoming wonderful i felt it was challenging yet it's very peaceful your mind is like you just went through meditation at the end of the class and while your body is very engaged and activated and that i think that was
1: just absolutely phenomenal yeah, yeah. i remember my first days when i was like, doing yoga and i couldn't like even hold it like downward dog. <laughs> like, i can't yeah. i can't do this i can't hold the balance
0: <laughs> yeah are like uh those stabilizing muscles are so weak we don't really exercise those muscles mm-hmm. we're just like doing like curls and stuff which is like a very single plane exercises yeah we need to like do a whole compound exercise
2: yeah definitely yeah. i think a lot of the fitness based uh practice are very um single muscle or a small limited group of muscle activation isolated. Yeah, definitely. While yoga is asking the whole body to move and your breath and your mind, everything has to be in one plane in unison in order for this to work. So I think that's the difference really.
1: So w- what is yoga like where does it come from for somebody that like doesn't know anything about yoga like somebody's like it's already like in that cycle of working and has a behind the desk job and all that stuff so yoga came from India and that was the vedic practice so they
2: were back in the day it was really just uh a seated meditation and that's the only yoga pose really so um only so it has been a pretty kind of almost like a, a practice of devotion dedication hmm. you know to the divinity and it comes with mantras comes with you know uh, meditation um, techniques and breath work and all these things that we experience right now on top of it Um it's only about 160 years ago that hatha Developed a series of postures that allow people to use these different postures as a moving meditation to guide their body into that meditated zone, but back in the day at the very beginning, there's only seated meditation, and that's the only yoga post there is, yeah,
1: yeah, that's no, interesting, that's, yeah, it's pretty cool. I remember when I was like like I started as soon as I started like doing yoga, I felt there's another world there's there's something else to this world that i I haven't discovered, yeah and um and it comes with meditation,
2: yeah, so yoga is mainly a a practice of the subtle body, the mental body, and the physical body, so it's not just any one component alone but as a together type of practice right so whether you practice one aspect of it whether you just go for the physical practice or whether you just go for the mental meditation practice or the subtle practice you know um all these are part of yoga but together since we're in this materialistic realm where our body is physical then you gotta practice all three aspects of it so that's what yoga really is about.
1: Uh, how many types of yogas are out there? Like I heard like acro yoga and that's what I was doing at some point um, right. with with a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know there are like different types and different there passages. Are, all but... yoga are
2: hatha yoga. All mm-hmm. moving yoga are hatha yoga. Hatha is just, the hatha is, means the moon and the sun. So it's the feedback between the moon and the sun, that feedback uh, opposing force that's hatha mm-hmm. so as long as you move since we have gravity we move against gravity that by itself is hatha you know push and pull is hatha so all these things are yoga um, in terms of the different type of yoga there are different um, uh, the main category of yoga is there's the karma, karma yoga there's the gyan uh, yoga there is the um, bhakti yoga there is you know the hatha yoga so all mm. these really are the main categories of yoga but they are not talking about like what we talk about right now like you know acro yoga or ashtanga yeah. that's a totally different categories within the hatha yoga
0: mm. I think acro yoga is definitely something new
2: um. yeah a lot see the thing is if you're saying that all these um, newly formed yoga are not yoga yeah. that's I don't think that's quite a correct um, description because Hatha yoga, since it's also fairly new, if you yeah. don't recognize the newly formed yoga as a form of yoga, then you basically ignored the mm. Hatha yoga being a moving yoga as well. So yeah. really everything has evolution as well. Yeah. So just because it has moved away from the traditional postures, yes. it doesn't mean that they have cease to be yoga yoga yeah. is a mental discipline yeah. as well as a spiritual practice as long as you can through the moving aspect of things you can reach that that is yoga yoga is the being, yeah. not just a practice
0: yeah this is almost like jiu-jitsu has multiple branches like jiu-jitsu there is one with sword there's one with a uh, bow there's one with uh yeah bow and, and, arrow. and it changes the name yeah and it's, it's mm-hmm. addition it's an additional uh Variation of it, Mm -hmm. yeah, which based on the
2: principles,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, Hmm.
1: that's very cool, yeah, yeah. It's (laughs) this is all part of the learning, yeah. Yeah. Um, there is something in yoga that's like, um, it's like a vibration that, like, um, started like just humming. Mm -hmm. Um, why, why humming? So,
2: yoga, I mean, in terms of the the tradition has a lot of to do with vibrations whether is it, the vibration really is talking about the vibration the energy between the two atoms so saying that whether it's singbo, whether it's mantras, whether it's humming or saying om, you know, all these are to create a vibration between the items. So with the right intention, we can create that vibration to send it to either food, to ourselves, to our mind, to the people that you love or hate or whatever it is, you create that vibration and that is part of the practice. Hmm. So why do people say om? It's the cosmic, yes, it's the sound, the seed sound, right? So all these things are potent. There are something called uh, um uh, uh, Bija yoga, Bija mantra. So Bija mantra is the seed sound of the true mantra, like the, the essence of the mantra. So all these are um, um the main vibrations that people use to activate things. So... So back in the day, people would chant when they're preparing food, you know, to make sure that they imbued that food with the right energy to feed and provide nutrients to their loved ones, of course, as they, you know, prepare the food. And that's the power, you know, it's the intention of preparing
0: Is there a learning curve to understanding the subtleness of yoga and like, do people come in without having no idea of yoga, not even having a good idea of their own body and alignment with the mind and body? Uh, Is there like a learning curve? Like it takes like about six months or something Mm -hmm. once they get a hold of this, 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 and then they start realizing the subtleness of energies and uh, they start feeling the... The yoga movement. I
2: think learning curve. Some people are very su- sensitive to energies, of course, right? Yeah. Some people are very sensitive to. This is very similar to a discussion I had with my uh, a, a student of mine um, just a few days ago. It's almost like if you are not a co- uh, if you're a coffee drinker, for example, and you go to drink tea, but then whether it's green tea number A, B, C, D, for you, it's all the same, right? Perhaps you can kind of feel, oh, okay, there's a bit of a difference. There's this more roasted maybe, but then you cannot tell the subtle difference of it. But if you are a tea drinker, especially if I'm serving you green tea and you're a green tea drinker, right? You'll be like, wow, there's a little bit of grassiness to this and there's a little bit of acidity to this, then you can discern the subtlety between each single cup of tea. Even the temperature creates a different flavor, creates a different experience, right? Then it's like, do you have a learning curve to taste these teas? Of course there is. Yeah. But it's how well, are you sensitive? You know, how can you be so yeah. sensitive to these things? I guess it's
0: just a mindfulness Yeah, practice, definitely. How...
2: You drink every sip of tea with a sense of mindfulness and sensitivity. Like it's, it's coming from within, right? Then with the taste bud, of course, your physical body have to receive it as well. But all these sensory input creates that experience.
1: Yeah. You know, it's kind of funny because like in Italy, they have this uh, culture if you're there's no coffee to go mm-hmm. like if, if you go like order something like uh, can i get a coffee to go they get like like those old traditional they get mad at you you're like what do you mean coffee to go sit down and drink your coffee with joy like at the table absolutely it's Like that's it yeah. that's the whole yeah. idea but the this idea of like behind this job and like the cycle it, like it makes us to just like not being aware of like what we are eating what we are doing what yeah. we are like feeling and okay. all those tastes, but just like it Killed, and one of the things that did and really changed and um my cooking and my lifestyle was um when i dropped alcohol and i wasn't on like an alcohol my taste bite like became like a lot like more sensitive mm-hmm. and i was like this is this is like i can i can i can taste this more it this and then i was like cooking i was like this i need Like, this kind of, uh, I need, like, basil. I need oregano right now. I need, like, it it needs, like, a little more salt. And it was like, really, like, measuring anything for for my food. And it always, like, turned out, like, really good. But when I was, like, you know, drinking or something or, and, like, days after I'm, like, cooking and crappy food. (laughs) Mm. So, yeah, no, I totally, I totally can see Is that
0: that. why bars have, like, crappy... Fries All and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have like any subtle uh, spices they're, or anything. No, no. <laughs> there are
1: different reasons. There are they good chefs. There
2: are really good chefs out yeah. there. <laughs> well, there's a reason why certain food are called a fast food, right? Oh, yeah. The speed yeah. of eating and providing <laughs> that the purpose is to get full, but yeah. the content of it is not relevant. That's why we got so many illness and all that because you don't really know what you put in, in your body. You are not eating mindfully, you don't digest mindfully and you eat synthesized food. Oh, and, yeah. and that's, you know, why is that good for our body? I mean, we're not designed for that. We're not designed to sit at the desk 16 hours a day, you know, staring at a bright screen, you know, for 12 hours in a small screen with the thumb, on top of it right i mean these are modern things yeah they are
1: (laughs) like it's they like especially like when when you eat like something like canola oil or something like that it like stresses your stomach and your digestive system and it also affects your energy mood everything and then when you do like it let's say uh for to my experience if i if i'm having a healthy uh, unhealthy diet um and like eating fast food that week or something and then i do yoga those the vibrations that like the, you were talking about that like the um, mindfulness of being aware in the in the in the in the environment all that stuff it's really hard for me to channel to just like get in there and like yeah it's but when when your diet is right when everything is right when your senses are high then then you are in that moment and there you're experiencing like yoga hundred percent like the full experience. The exclusive <laughs> experience of well it's
2: also you know when you eat well obviously it's a type of mindfulness eating right so when you're doing this kind of mindfulness eating knowing that you're feeding your body with good food first of all your mindset becomes you know more grateful for the food that you have been provided or you're eating then with that mindfulness then that gratefulness that you go and practice something that is supposed to be good for your body then all that it's just to enhance the ability the, the the experience of yoga really right so it's 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 come down to respecting your body really it's not about the food that you eat you know you could be eating you could be eating just drinking water or you could be just whatever but the main thing is you are grateful for the things that you have and you are doing something that is for yourself and i think that mindset really just changes everything right you don't have to be filthy rich to everything everyday organic food in order to mm. feel the ultimate result of yoga yeah. no you don't because a lot of like a lot of the original practice comes from Vedic, which they've been provided with food, they've been, yes, they live in a cave, they've been worshipped, they, that's their lifestyle. And they chant the sacred mantra, and that's what they live through, right? But it's that type of gratitude of people providing them, it's a type of gratitude to the life they have and the dedication that they have. And that make them a great yogi, right? You don't need all the fancy things, that's for sure.
1: It definitely like promotes the idea of teamwork as well. Like back back then, like our ancestors, like everybody had their part in the society. It was like okay, this person provides food, and this person kills like the animal mm-hmm. or something, or like gather the vegetables. This person has a medicine medicinal, mm-hmm. and 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 then you trust that person to its best ability to the point that like the survival is depending on those rules mm. right now i feel our survival is not depending on that fast food place on the chef or something mm. so he maybe like like these things get lazied out and also self like um our discipline and all that stuff we also get lazied out because our survival is not depending on it mm. well i mean i'm not saying in what, the future we have to like no make, what know what,
2: <laughs> what you're talking about is a little bit more like a, a dharma of your role that you are supposed to play in the society, and currently our role of what we're supposed to be played in this modern society has been kind of um, um, suppressed by the need of money, right? Yeah. So because although I'm very good at drawing, thank goodness I have the ability to express it, and and but however there are gazillion of artists perhaps they're driving a taxi cab or perhaps they're librarians or perhaps they're doing something that they're not enjoying they cannot create because they have to make the ends meet right like they have to they have to eat they have to put food on the table and they have to provide the family and they have to do what they need to do mm, that, so point. they no longer have the ability to fulfill their their dharma and they they're just doing but the thing is, when you're being honest with yourself, when you're truly um, approach life with such honesty, you know, trusting, there, there's ways that will be provided to you to really get you provided, and also um, you can really fulfill your dharma in a way too. That's fulfilling, I believe.
0: Do you have uh, a worksheet practice for people to figure out their true? Self, like,
2: I think meditation is the key. Obviously, um, meditation is a technique that is that 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 requires a, a deep compen- contemplation. And yeah. there's, you know, it's not just to sit there upright and with your eyes closed and focus on your breath. It's much deeper than that. But as you go deeper, you can then search inside of yourself. What is your true purpose? Then it's almost like it's an idea. It's a revelation. Something will come to you. Oh, I'm fantastic with a skill or I enjoy this tremendously. Like you mentioned, I love farming. You know, I love nutrition, things of that. So, And that makes it your dharma, perhaps right maybe it's something that you just enjoy doing it so much and you can actually do it so well Mm. and that's what it is or i love to help people healer is a dharma of course Mm. right and that is a beautiful calling so never yeah i mean yes in the modern world we do have to do something that perhaps we don't quite enjoy to get the money unless you know or else we'll be starving we're no longer sitting in the cave waiting for people to feed us No worshipers that's not this society any longer but how do you do that um but still be truthful to your dharma i think that's important
0: so the word dharma i think uh you're using it to refer archetypes
2: yes definitely yeah. so um it is um the 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 your 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 how say it, True Your role in yeah. this society, right? Your role to design that's fitting in this society. Some back in the day, you got Dharma of a warrior, you know, of a butcher, of yeah. a blacksmith, of a priest, priestess, you know. But nowadays, if we really look deep into it, the society become more refined we yeah. have a lot more diversity in terms of our ability as well. So now, obviously, as things evolved, the the roles evolved as well. You know, you cannot say that oh, you're you're artist. You gotta be an artist. Like you can be an artist, but what field? Yeah. So things uh, can diversify as well.
1: Um, I guess I heard this in like Joe Rogan podcast or, or some other podcast, but it it was basically saying uh, what really matters is. What makes a brand out of you is a set of skills that you have and that those skills beside each other, it makes you. Mm-hmm. And that's a unique you that makes makes you different than another person. And if you develop those skills to its perfection, then, then you will have an, a stress-free life. And then therefore, you, you, people want you because those skill sets together that creates you. Now, if like, one of the things that I feel like people fall into is their comfort zone of like being good at one thing and they stick to that one thing, but it really depends. If if you're enjoying it, then then it's great. Then you're just perfect at it. You're enjoying, you have a balance of like life and work and everything. But if you're not enjoying what you're doing, then you need to build. I feel like people need to build like another skill set parallel to this skill set and then if kind of like exploring exploring different things so exactly same thing that you did when you were really good at vfx you dealing you were dealing with clients you would pick some window at the peak of your career getting paid a lot of money and like you know everything was like coming with it and the, the ball the stress also comes with it you were also a great supervisor also a great trainer you also taught before and you taught maya before and then you know, you were like teaching everybody um, a lot of stuff so you're like doing all these stuff and you had all these ability you had this like artistic ability to it's like maximum level that one can achieve in my opinion and then you you kind of like decided that hey this is i need to build another set of skills mm. and then the yoga started mm. and then okay. the the flow of that now you're you're like a person who knows like vfx really well who also like does done compositing who's done supervision who's done teaching and also who's really good at yoga who's also teaching yoga who's also teaching mindfulness and meditation and all that stuff and it makes you really unique individual Mm -hmm.
0: i guess to I, i guess i'd like to combine your point uh with eddie's point so in uh, in spiritual and filmmaking studies mm-hmm. there is story of archetype so there is an artist uh, we talked about it in the last podcast as well warrior king magician yeah. lover so what you're saying this a bunch of skills when you combine it together and when you combine it you would come you can categorize it down to like four or five categories that would have existed in an ancient culture like somebody who's a researcher now his skills if you take it a thousand years back might have been a magician or mm. somebody like an uh, academic person and uh yeah this is the the it just gets really
1: like detailed out and branched yeah. out and like in because like our world is um, yeah. their world is very more simple yeah. like our ancestors world were yeah. maybe more simple now, our world is more complex. We have yeah. internet. There's a lot of... And with that complexity... Yeah. Complexity... Complexity. I can't yeah. even say mm-hmm. this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it comes the yeah. the branching and the details yeah. and, and all that, and people, and, which is
0: amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And people sometimes get pushed into another wrong direction and then they start hitting their life and work and uh, they need to rediscover their true self. Well, you have to know that... Yeah
2: the skill set does not define you either. That's just part of you, right? It's almost like you're forgetting to address the person of who really, who you are as a person. You're just really talking about what am I good at, right? But how about, are you a kind person? Are you a compassionate person? Are you a good lover? Are you... You know a good father good mother you know all these things are who you are it's not are you a good artist you're not oh you're a bad person you know it's 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 that's that's just part of you Hmm. that's part of your your skill set so it's not so much of the you know the vfx no longer agree with me um you know, I have reached my skill set of my, you know, my top or whatever it is. That's not true. It's that I have re-examined my life that this no longer fulfilled me as a, a being to allow me to grow further because it damages me. And there's a certain part of it. It's not so much the physical damage. It's also the spiritual damage to myself as well. And through that, I feel like this path has need to take a turn. And then I find that, hey, you know what? I enjoy yoga. I'm going to explore that because there is, it seems like it's a continuing path. Then I change my path. And am I scared? Was I scared? I was scared. Yeah, of course. Shit. <laughs> of course, right? Um, but, you know, it's, it needs to be done. Like if I am sitting there comfortable every day, if you, tell your, if you go to a teacher and say, hey, teacher, have you ever failed?
0: Have you ever made
2: mistake? And the teacher said, no, I'm a saint. I never make mistakes. I will run away from this person. You know what I mean? If a teacher said that they have never made a mistake, they have never made, their life is just the way it is. And it's perfect just the way it is in a way that is so smooth. They have never met any obstacles. They have never made mistakes. I would be like, you're lying. Because how are you supposed to grow when you don't make mistakes, how are you supposed to learn the lessons? When you don't, you know, say the wrong thing or anything. But do you get judged poorly? Some people do judge them poorly because of the single mistake that they do. But can you for- find that human nature to really forgive them just because they're also human, right? So that's why I have a little bit of a question with the guru system. You know, a lot of people think that. Guru are these people that have absolutely reached the peak of their enlightenment and they have never fought and I'm going to follow their orders explicitly. Then there's something wrong with it, right? Because they're just human and humans are like you and I, like everybody. We're all imperfect. We're learning. How is it possible that they have reached enlightenment and they should belong in the you know astral world? They are not in the physical realm anymore so since they're here they're just like us then if you trust them explicitly without question then there's something maybe you should search deeper into yourself why are you following somebody are you trying to negate that responsibility to yourself when you do something wrong oh no he told me to do this (laughs) (laughs) no that's the
1: worst thing to say exactly (laughs) but
2: are you saying that oh the priest told me to do this or you know the, the church told me to do this, or the temple told me to do this. It's it's a type of removing that responsibility of self and impose it onto others because they told me to do it, right? So you really have to think about what what is within yourself and mm. what is the time to make that change when something is no longer serving you? Mm. Can you find what is truly not serving you Maybe it's not the skill set at all. Maybe it's not the job. Maybe it's yourself. Maybe it's the surrounding environment at the moment is just not serving you. Have you learned the lesson, or are you just going to let it keep damaging you, right? So, but if you said that you had never met anybody that had any hardship, then you know that that person really is this genuine, right? So. You know, of course, I've said the wrong thing. I'm not saint. I, I'm. I make plenty of mistakes. Definitely.
0: Sometimes people follow orders and don't question it. It's also because of their own lack of confidence and Absolutely. their own their own uh, lack of assertiveness.
1: Yes. Yeah. Definitely.
0: Yeah. Meditation. Hesitation. <laughs>
1: Meditation. Meditation. No. Oh. That builds like confidence. It builds yeah. the fundamentals. Yeah. No, that, that's definitely true. You always have a choice. You have a choice yeah. every single day. When you when you wake up, you're like, okay, am I going to eat this sugary food? Or am I going to start with something more healthy? Yeah.
2: And every choice manifests into another reality, right? So yeah, I can take a choice of eating sugary food for the next year then of course my body is going to react to it. My mind is going to react to a certain state because that's the choice that I made. And this body being the aftermath of the mind's manifestation, of course it's going to take a form to describe that. But if I choose you know, healthy living, healthy speaking, healthy thoughts, healthy practice, then my body is going to react a certain way. And you, by your energy outwards that's full and positive you're going to attract people who are like you because they feel like I feel safe when I am with you
1: and then you attract the right people you you just said the the number three um three things that like uh, Kairos in Persian Empire Mm. he had it on on the stone like written Mm. healthy speaking healthy practicing and healthy thoughts mm-hmm. these are like the three principles of like the Persian Empire of like mm. of every single person like that's so, like, kind of basically it was his advice to every single citizen right and it's it's in Louvre Museum like, mm. all it. it's actually See, all, it's,
2: yeah all these so called
1: religion yeah. right or
2: practices really if you think about it if you take away all the boundaries geometric boundaries or anything they're all talking the same thing right back in the root is to tell you to be a better human to have a stronger moral to have ethics to treat another person with love and compassion like why do you need a divine being to tell you all that couldn't you just automatically do that because you are a nice person you are a person with compassion you deal with animals with compassion right so it's almost like it's very much like oh um the priest told me to do so
0: <laughs> right. you know what i mean
2: you're you're taking away that responsibility of yourself because the scripture told me to do so but can you be the person to tell you to do so i think that's the most important thing yeah that's the speech
1: <laughs> right <laughs> that was that was amazing it's, uh, it's yeah, but really ultimately
2: true. ultimately everything we're all speaking the same language the east and the west yeah. they're all talking the same language because the, the ultimate flow is the cosmos flow and the cosmic flow is it's it's one of the same it created everything all planets all universe all beings air water food you know we are the same component as the earth.
1: And it doesn't matter like what, what religion you're from, what, yeah, what, what, what are you doing. Exactly. It, it matters how... It goes to like, really what you said, like the principles. Yeah. So how, yeah. how do you speak with people? How you, do you act?
2: Exactly. It? You go with the flow. You yeah. go with the cosmos flow, cosmic flow. Or if you go against it, then you're going to... Going to you you, you, you got to meet resistance. So that's the whole cosmic, the karma practice, right? So karma is to deal with the flow of the, uh, the the cosmic force. So, you know, it's not a judgment, it's not a punishment system, it's just the cosmic flow. When you smack the table, the table's gotta make a sound. When you push somebody, somebody's gotta push back. All these things are just the cosmic flow, right?
1: we had this conversation actually the karma oh yeah that like each each soul is a drop that comes from the sky and it and you this drop like makes a ripple the moment that it hits the hits this earth mm-hmm. and and then it makes a ripple and this ripple it goes around the earth and it comes back to you eventually mm. and like and now every single action that you do it also makes a ripple mm-hmm. and like that, that it makes a wave and like mm-hmm. it goes around the sphere and that comes back to you
2: absolutely whether it's a tight circle or a big circle it always goes back to the origin
1: right sooner
2: or later it gets you <laughs> sooner or later it comes back to you yeah. absolutely yeah and and so if you truly believe in the um, the the constant energy right energy never this they never go away it just changes to different form this this is very much like karma so if you allow the energy to be good energy or uh, energy that's positive then of course it comes back to positive but if you allow the negative energy to constantly reminate you know animating animate (laughs) animate, and (laughs) and and oh my god emanate emanate Emanate. yes emanate of uh, you know away from you of course, it's gonna come back to you negatively. Then you're like, "Why am I? You know, why? Why do people hate me? Why do people keep on shouting at me?
1: <laughs> because you keep on shouting at other people." <laughs> yeah, I had that for like a year. And a, a year, like I, yeah. And it, I, I was just in that year. I was just taking the hit, and it just kept coming and like one after another. I'm like, "What is going on? Why is this like keep coming back?" And then I realized at some point. Within like the first couple of months, I was like, ah, this is the karma. Mm -hmm. I just like have to really, I just have to like take it, absorb it and treat it with love and send the love away. Absolutely. Change it to love and send the love away. And then, Mm -hmm. and at some point after like a year or so, everything just stopped and things stopped hitting me and it started like progressing from there. And I felt like I'm... Like I literally felt I'm a flower like blooming <laughs> slowly mm-hmm. and I felt like full of love for myself. I start like feeling all those vibration. I, I don't wanna use vibration on and on, but like it's it's a really it's something that I do feel when when I when like when when um I started like loving myself and like treat myself with respect and do good and make sure everything that I do there is a good purpose behind it. There's a good intention behind it. And all the three principles that you said earlier, when I, when I do all of that, then the, the love come in, then the vibration goes higher and then, then, and then comes back and the good karma comes back and, and it's been going for like right now, it's been going for about like four to five months Mm -hmm. that is just constantly improving. And I'm really, really happy with the progress that I'm making. At the end, we are all students, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are, and we're all teachers too. Yeah, right.
0: I had a totally opposite way of learning karma, <laughs> but a positive way. Like, yeah. the rewards started coming in, like lucky draw, lucky prizes, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And I'm like, oh, if I'm getting lucky, like 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 a randomly selected to get a prize, mm-hmm. I should give things back. No. Yeah and then i do started doing more of that and uh, yeah i just do it that that just without expecting anything and uh, yeah if something hap- nice happens i guess some nice things happened and uh, yeah i'm happy yeah
2: generosity is yeah. one of the best thing you can do you know giving without expecting anything in return okay yeah. and i think that is that is a type of grace
1: definitely yeah. Mm. I have a, I have a question. It's a really, um, it's a kind of like challenging question. Not challenging, but like it's, uh, I it kind of gets a little personal. But you don't have to answer it, obviously. <laughs> uh, so, what some people? Um, I've been going to a lot of like meditation like uh, groups outside and talking to a lot of people on, and uh, some people they take psychedelics. Or meditation or yoga what are your thoughts on that
2: so we had a talk prior to this program um, <laughs> <laughs> it's the psychedelics are very much like a gateway for you to um, unscrew all the restrictions of the material world so your mind can exalt into a different realm perhaps with more ease, right? But each drug has its unique property. It's like a different gateway to enter the, the, the unmanifest, the unseen world. So it's not so much of entering it, but can you return one piece? So just like if I am unscrewing all the screws in your body and sent you to this place when you come back are you a rattling car walking in on earth right or are you one piece that's still solid so even for people who teach pranayam breath work at the end of the pra- practice you have to root them back down with grounding breath so it's people who do these type of practices, are you have, do you have enough training to take them back and route it back to this physical world? If we, like I mentioned before, if we are meant to be existing in an astral world only, then we wouldn't be in this plane. If you're here in this physical world, learn the rules of the physical plane and you have to learn from the physical plane. So that is just an access of the unseen. So you can take a peek of it right? But to come back several pieces, what, what is it serving you? It, it serves not, nobody, nothing. You're just kind of having a trip. And second thing we talked about is this. It's almost like sending you, putting in your car and you have no way of knowing how to drive and push you into the highway and tell you to go 100 kilometers an hour. But you have zero clue of how to navigate in this speedy highway then what is it serving you you go in scared fearful knowing that you might hit something but if i tell you that when you go there you have to obey all the rules and how to navigate through this then you enter it with a sense of security with a sense of confidence then you can truly know and get the benefit of the psychedelic drug Right? But if you don't do that, so a, a responsible shaman or a responsible practitioner would have told you and give you all these things, rules and guidelines, morals, ethics of practicing drugs of that sort that opens your awareness and have the ability to take you back and ground you back to this reality. That's a true practice. But if you're lacking any of them, then you're really just a person that knows the gateway and show you the way. But then not taking responsibility to reintegrate you back to this world, then 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 you know, then a drug dealer could do that, right? Then they they're, they don't call themselves shaman. they call themselves drug dealers. Really, so you gotta think about when you enter that. Are you, what kind of mindset are you entering it with? What is the intention? Are you just going to get high? Then get high, but you have to know how to come back as well, right? A lot of people got lost in that world, so their their mind is half in that world, half in this material world, and they they come back half half of them, really. And you can tell they're not all there together. Yeah. Oh yeah,
1: hmm. I've seen I've seen I've seen those examples. Yeah. Like, um, the post-traumatic stress sometimes I come from um, some people that they just take it. And from like somebody's hand in a party or something. And then they go through to a really negative journey. And then afterward, they, they don't know. Their friend doesn't know, doesn't take responsibility. That friend just leave them alone. And and then they're on their own. And that trauma, it chased them. And it, to the point that um, there was this girl that she was saying that this trauma was like chasing her for about like six months. Mm-hmm and and she came she was in that uh session to ta- to do meditation and learn how to bring ground herself back mm-hmm. and she was saying like i cannot sleep at night i have nightmares in the past six months i can take um i cannot really my life is like really unstable i cannot work i'm not being productive at work mm-hmm. uh, all the stress and all that Yeah, there are examples out there. And then, you know, like there's a a thing, you can always close your eyes to those examples or you can be smarter and like, you know, look around and it's like, oh, okay. So how did you do it? What did you do? Who did you do it with? In what environment did you do it? And there's like a lot of, what did you eat? And did you mix it with like something else? And, Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, all (laughs) these things that the questions comes in, which at the end, it only lead to one point did you take responsibility for what you took Mm -hmm. and did you find the right guide
2: as well yeah right like all these ancient rituals are taking days to cleanse your body cleanse your soul cleanse your mind all that before you take it then even during the taking of it it's another seven days or ten days to do this entire process not three hours four hours you know, then they take a few more days to really release. You know, then they send, they then they can reintegrate it back to their tribe or their society. You know, there's a whole journey, but people just want, just like what we talked about, fast food, right? Yeah. Fast drugs, fast, you know, fast, fast experience. Yeah. You know, gotta get it to me, give it to me, yeah. and let me experience this. And yeah. of course, you're going to come back not quite right.
1: There's no shortcut.
2: Yeah, there's yeah. no shortcut. Do it the right way. Then you get the full benefit of it, right? It's it's a type of res- taking responsibility for yourself, of
1: course. Yeah, and uh, but there is, of course, there is uh, also those courses that you see that people go to, like let's say Costa Rica or Peru and all that, and they do it properly. They spend a couple of thousand dollars through guidance, and they are real guide out there, but it costs a lot of money, and mm-hmm. it costs you a lot of dedication. A lot of responsibility a lot of practices that you have to do and it goes on and on and on mm-hmm. now like you, this is also for each person probably like takes a risk as well of like are you really like do, is this necessary like uh, are you really is that trauma that you have in your life is it really a trauma is it something that you cannot fix with like with are just doing meditation and like take this slow turn or like not that meditation is slow, but like it's like it could be a little like more gentle rather than like a hit like that so i to my to me, I feel if it's not that traumatic or something that is really gentle and it's like and it's it's gonna be like for joy or like as you said just a high or whatever. This is it's best not to even like go toward it because it's gonna, it might there's a fifty fifty chance that you might fall off the other edge. Well, I think you you mentioned a few points that I, I think
2: is quite important to mention. First thing is, um, a true shaman select their pupils. They don't just let anybody experience this, you know. So if they're charging you thousands of dollars just to experience it, they're what we call the black lodge. So they are in a way that they are they're they're not the greatest type of people to go with, you know. People who are in the work of healing and enlightenment and bringing light into other people's soul. Yes, we charge, but we charge it to a point that is just enough. So we since we don't we live in this society, we operate in this society. We have to have money to eat. We're not just drinking water from the leaf, you know. We have to have survival skills, but we take enough just so we can get by and have comfortable life. But we're not going to charge extortion amount of money just so we can get rich. There's a difference. Yeah, so it's a or, healthy exchange. Yeah, yeah, it's an exchange of energy and exchange of service. But if I'm starting to charge gazillion dollars so you can have this great high, then that's black lodge, right? Mm-hmm. So same thing as I. You come to me so I can extract your sexual energy. You know, all these things are so-called black lodge. They're, they're, they're different practices. You have people who going into this energy type of a work. You have to recognize whether you've been taken advantage of or not. Are you truly doing something that's of service to yourself or you're really giving your energy and your money and your um, you know, sexual energy? You're surrendering to a black lodge and that's very dangerous. So these are the things that definitely need to be considered prior to selecting the the guy that you want to choose. You want to go, uh, the service that you're trying to go for. Um, The second thing that I think you talk about, um, the trauma, is it really severe enough for you to take the drugs to go into that, you know, to deal with it? First of all, I would say that your definition of trauma could be different from other people's definition of trauma. Your trauma for that issue could be very light. Like, what do you mean you got dumped? Yeah. You know, and you were you're you're crying like for five years about it. But some people could see this as a very traumatic experience. So just because you have very less attachment to that particular issue doesn't mean the other person is not, right?
0: Yeah, and when people take a small trauma to a really big deal, <laughs> it's also because they don't have the tool set to bring them back mm-hmm. to the to the baseline of their life yes. and uh it's also like building your own self your mm-hmm. true self not true self but like um just build, working on yourself i guess mm-hmm. and uh so you uh, basically like pull yourself together and you know i need to do these things in order to get back on my life
2: mm-hmm. yeah but to a person that is going through the trauma itself this might not be a a easy yeah. way to see it. Yeah, it's almost like you're you're kind of like when we're looking at a painting and we're trying to judge the composition. And when you're staring at it for hours, hours after hours, then you don't see the composition, right? But the moment you step out, maybe you go for a walk, and then you come back to it, you suddenly it's like
1: you get okay, the whole story. I
2: know oh. what's wrong, right? But some people who are trapped in their own trauma it's very challenging for them to tell them to hey step out and let's take a look at this they they, sometimes they're not ready to step out they're not ready to heal yet and they Mm -hmm. certainly cannot see the overall shape of the trauma when they're inside it it's very challenging for sure yeah but knowing that the trauma itself is in the hypnotherapy world which i'm the hypnotherapist it's both real or imagined yeah so whether it's a real trauma or it's imagined trauma both of them have the same impact to the world to the to the to their psyche so that is important so you cannot say but that didn't really happen but to that person it did happen and that caused that damage in their mind and so the the base point is don't judge you just Use your compassion to, to to heal that person. And when the person is not ready to receive yet, leave them alone. When they're ready, they will call out for help. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Right? It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was no, it it was just it was just perfect. Really good points.
0: Yeah, we've seen that play out so many times in our know, even in our friendships with the other oh, people. Yeah. yeah. They they will like struggle for a while. We give them the right answer. Okay, Jews, do this, this, this. They will like resist that, yeah. and then after a few months, they're like, "Hey, what were you saying about that?" Mm-hmm. And then they'll start yes. listening to you. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I guess like when we try to suggest something upfront, it just causes a bit of a resistance, and mm-hmm. then it kind of pushes them away from us for a mm-hmm. few weeks, and like so we just kind of like made. Like we wanted to help that person, but we just made it harder for the, that person yeah, to reach It came from us. a good intention, of yeah, course, yeah.
2: right? But knowing that the healing has to begin with themselves, yeah. not, not from the external yeah. source. Everything is when you're ready to receive, then you open, then the help will be there. Right whether yeah. it's from friendship, whether it's from random stranger, whether it's from the cosmos, the divine intervention, or what you call it, right it's it when you open your mind to it, it will come to you when you're ready, and that's what it is, really.
1: I remember yeah. like um and during that time that I was like i said I was just taking the head, there was this moment that um that I had a conversation with a friend, and then she was like hey man, take that judgmental glasses off your face. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, and and that was a point that I was like, oh, shoot. Like, I'm shit. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, this. then then I realized like, I just like went back and like, look at like what I said. And I was like, holy crap. How did I say that? Mm-hmm. And like, you know, like then, then you feel like, you'll be like full of shame at that point, but it's okay. It's like, you know, everybody make mistakes. As I guess as exactly. We make sure that like, you compensate and like, you make sure that, Hey, I made a mistake. I understand I'm going to change. Yes. And how can I how can I like, you know, how can we sustain this friendship still? How can I feel the part the part of your heart that I hurt? And uh and the it's it's obviously hard. It's not obviously just like, oh, like, you know, one one item and then piece of puzzle and you fix it, put it there. No. When when you hurt, it takes a lot more. To fill that gap.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Of course.
0: Yeah. It almost takes a part, like people need to have that energy or maybe understanding of how to stand up when they fall down. And -hmm. I think that comes from their early childhood experiences. Some of it is uh, ingrained from the the conditioning that they had. Mm -hmm. And a part of it is um like uh, some people call the cosmic wisdom mm-hmm. and um, but then again that cosmic wisdom sometimes gets cloudy by the cultural conditioning and uh, how you what you feed yourself and like how you like the routines you build around and all that stuff and uh, yeah i guess it's also yeah it's it's just about trying to f- find the things that Resonate with you and like going with that rhythm, and hopefully, that rhythm will take them to a place where things become much more clear and you start noticing yourselves and like start picking up yourself from uh, wherever state you are. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: Um,
1: So, we talked about the cycle of um the cycle of a person that like you get into it and you got out of it i also like wanted to just um put it on a stone what is your recommendation for people that they're in a cycle how do they how do they fit that time how did you pull it off how what do you recommend for somebody who has a certain lifestyle and he feels that he's trapped he's not able to look at himself like uh, like take a step back and look at himself from a third person like how can he basically what is your getaway solution from like a person who feels trapped in that situation
2: I think everybody's very different you know my experience cannot translate to you know to you or to you like it's it's everybody's very different so by me saying something as a suggestion I would say that that's kind of um, presumptuous of me to say that this is how it works, right? Because everybody have their own life experience and my way is not necessarily your way or, or your way. It's It's just a way. But the main thing, it comes down to look into yourself what is truly not working. Then once you find what's not working, find a way that works whether it's dancing your way out or whether it's screaming at the top of your lung, whether it's going to do charities, going to be with animals, be with nature, be with yourself, whether, you know, all these things that you are facing yourself, not to face, not to be distracted by something. Some people are like, you know what, when I feel depressed, I'm just going to watch Netflix. 10 episodes, I'm going to binge watch Game of Thrones. You know, those are escaping, (laughs) right? You're not within yourself. I'm just going to eat chocolate. There's so much of it. I'm just going to drown myself with sugar. You know, all these things are numbing yourself. But when you really need to, you have to deal with yourself, whatever form it takes. But you see, dancing, singing, chanting, whatever it is, yoga, all these things are are gateways of looking inwards. And the moment you start looking inwards, whatever gateway do you feel comfortable with, then you discover yourself. Then you can find a way out or way in, whatever it is, right? So my my method is totally different from everybody and it would be very rude of me to tell you what to do <laughs> because I'm not that kind of person, right? So... Um, and and for a person to tell you to do certain things, I would say that you know, hey, you know, who are you to tell me? You're judging me for a certain way because I'm not following your method, right? I'm just going to offer you, hey, this is the direction. The path is yours, really. You take whatever your path that go there, and that's the, that's to feel comfortable and be one with yourself, and that's the beginning of of any type of training, really. Any type of spiritual training is this type of work. It's how do you face yourself and how do you really evolve yourself
1: to a next stage. It's basically that yeah. it comes from like the stop consuming and start producing from inside, from within. Like generate, like see, like find, like what's inside, as you said, what's wrong inside mm. and then start Generate something new that you've never experienced.
2: Yeah, it's mm.
1: see the thing is,
2: it, it's not so much what's wrong; it's what's not serving, right? There's no right or wrong, really. Like you can look at an event, one person will be said that's so right, but the other person will be like, that is so wrong. There's no right or wrong; it's just what's not serving you at this moment. Mm-hmm. When it's not serving, push it away, make it surf or whatever it is. Right, no like right or wrong is another judgment yeah. again, but it's what is blocking you, what is the the energy that's blocking you, and can you remove it, or can you soften it or create, change form? then that makes you flow better, right, just like what you say, everybody's unique. so how can you say that there's ten methods of making you more enlightened? <laughs> yeah. because then you're categorized people yeah. in ten yeah. categories only, yeah. right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so being gentle with yourself. Yeah, love yourself. Yeah. I mean, if yeah. you
2: don't, if you don't treat yourself with respect, if you don't take care of yourself, who's going to take care of yours? You best. It's you, yourself only. Right. Cool. No, my mom is. <laughs> yeah. My dad is. You know, my yeah. sister, my love is. Then you're giving the, them the responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. Right? You yeah. are. It's like off my shoulder. <laughs> yeah. Off my shoulder. Somebody else if they fail, then it's their fault.
0: No, it's your fault. <laughs> you don't take care of yourself. Could you suggest like one simple activity that people try in their daily life?
2: Meditation is definitely the best thing. Definitely. Meditation has um I mean, it's almost like it's almost like I'm telling yeah, you to drive. You know, it's a practice that is deeper than what the physical body seemingly be doing, just sitting there or lying there or whatever. You know, um, meditation is a mindset. It's an inward practice. You could be riding the TTC and meditate. You can be walking and you can meditate. You can be lying down with your eyes closed, meditate. You can be sitting upright you can do whatever it is. You can still be in a meditative mode. You can breathe and you can meditate, right? So it is a mindset. It's not a practice of a physical body. Your physical body can be in any shape or form, in any position. You could be in a meditative. You can be eating and you can meditate, right? All these is, takes a mind. And that's what I find the the more traditional way is something that I feel a little bit more Uh, To me, it's, uh, it's their definition of meditation. You have to be sitting upright because your spine is upright. Your energy travel is up and down. But then I'm saying that energy travels everywhere. It can go everywhere. The center, the gravity, if you're saying that you're standing upright, but then when the earth's spinning to the other side, are you sideways? You know, like really, what is up, what is down? that's another definition that's been judged. Right? So really it's 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 what feels good for you.
1: Yeah. Healthy food. What do you what do you eat? <laughs> what do I eat? <laughs> yeah. I, I I I'm
2: I'm a vegan but that's <laughs> um uh, I started from vegetarian. Well, actually, I I started eating meat before, of course. Then, um, then I started to give up, uh, red meat. and how I many years up. ago
1: is that? Oh my god! <laughs> putting putting you on a spot. <laughs> yeah.
2: Eighteen years ago, I guess. Oh, I yeah, eighteen years ago. Oh my god! I'm starting to age myself. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, and um, I mean different reasons come in different times, right? You know, at the end, it's really all about compassion. And it's about the, the technology has advanced so much so in our society that you do not need to kill to get their nutrition value. You can create that nutritional value by, by eating many different things because the knowledge is the power and we have that wisdom and knowledge of what's contained in the food system now so um if you feel like oh i don't have enough fiber you just go get get more greens right something that's more fiber fibrous and then if you need more protein just go for the beans or whatever it is that's more protein there are gazillion things in the plant life you know how do you think that the cows or the horses that are we unfortunately use for labor Guess what they eat? they don't eat meat to gain that power they're the strongest of animal kingdoms are not lions. You don't ask lions to pull your carts. You don't ride you know a panther to get places. you ride these horses, you ride you know cows you ride you ride these you know vegetarians, herbivores to to do your task, and they have enough strength to do it right. And mm-hmm. so, who is really, like, what diet is really producing strength, really?
1: Yeah. How how long were you vegetarian? Mm-hmm.
2: Vegetarian, I've been, like, I think pretty soon, probably 14
1: years. 14 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how long have you been vegan?
2: So, it's about... About two, four. three years. Two, three years. Yeah, yeah. I just, all I did was cutting out egg, mm-hmm. but because I don't take milk anyway, so yeah it's just i'm lactose intolerant so i just don't take milk in general everybody lactose
1: is just like an undigestible thing i know i mean we're the only animal that drinks other 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 (laughs) animals milk (laughs) at an adulthood and you know have you you
2: seen the monkey drinking turtle milk (laughs) or whatever you know what i mean like it's 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 crazy to think about it yeah not to mention they produce inflammations. they produce all sorts of you know mucus Oh, that that's why people doctor tell you do not
0: drink milk when you're sick then why am i drinking milk when i'm not sick (laughs) oh i mean i did cut out milk from many years ago and i noticed like my uh, mucus and inflammation (laughs) i mean mucus definitely went down my bloating went down yeah yeah Yeah. yeah, that makes sense
2: yeah so why would you why would you do something that's bad for you and only do it when you're healthy
0: yeah right Hmm. So, I mean I never felt the need for milk mm-hmm, after that. Yeah, I mean yeah.
2: there are nowadays there are so many great nut uh, nut cheese, right? Nut milk. Yeah. All yeah. these yeah. things are yeah. amazing for yeah. you. So why do you so yeah. purposefully have to go for cow's milk or goat's milk? Like it's yeah. just not necessary.
0: Yeah, I think the reason why people are questioning some milk forms uh, because the way soy soy milk is being consumed I think it's not fermented but Mm -hmm. in the older Japanese traditions Mm -hmm. natto it's fermented Mm -hmm. and uh, the other thing is the omega 6 to omega 3 ratio Mm -hmm. Uh, 6 is higher and they in the body it's absorbed in the same area receptors or something that they call uh, that omega 3 is absorbed Mm -hmm. and uh, the effect is different and Mm -hmm. uh, omega so the there is a new research i read about somewhere uh, that omega 3 is like um, has uh, some sort of a, uh, i mean it's like a really really essential nutrient for your brain mm-hmm. i mean that's the def one part and then there, there's also like somebody speculating that maybe it might be something like how important chlorophyll is to mm-hmm. plants mm-hmm. that is how important omega 3 is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so those uh, advocate suggest that okay uh, also think about your yeah if you are going with something with more nuts and seeds mm-hmm. think about your omegas ratios yeah definitely and like, I mean
2: yeah.
0: Er, yeah
2: everything is the right balance right yeah so I mean Plants with omega, then you got the hemp seeds, you got, you know, what you, natto, you know, yeah. all these things. Yeah. There are amazing sources, omegas. It's not just coming from fish, right? Yeah. Like yeah. a lot of pla- plants actually do contain omega. Yeah. Um, talking about, um, you know, science is such a new thing that's been discovered, you know, for 160 years you know yeah. the medical science so for them to tell us that you know certain thing is good for us well you know that sometimes we heard that but then a decade later they'll be like no 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 don't do that that's yeah. so bad for you then, oh, then yeah, after yeah. that it's like no no, just take a portion of this is so good for you but yeah. then why are they keep on flipping and flipping yeah. and flipping because they're still very young yeah. it's yeah, a, yeah. but then guess what we were growing we our ancestors has been eating they sure eat for mm. thousands of years, yeah. right? And they're some people like they're they're living fantastically. Mm. I mean, even yeah. our grandparents' generation, they eat meat because they're, they're they're the meat is not readily available, so they eat meat maybe once a week or special yeah. occasions yeah. only, right? But the rest of them, guess what? They don't just drink air; they eat vegetarian yeah. diet, yeah, yeah, yeah. and now they're living up to their nineties, yeah. Yeah. hundreds. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and we're like, oh, how is that payment possible? Yeah. You don't have, med- like, you know, you must be benefiting from the medical science nowadays. but yeah. No, what, you know, a lot of things, yeah. a lot of the health comes from your upbringing. Yeah. Right? So, now people live up to only 70s. Yeah.
0: I think diet could also be looked into as like a cyclical nature. Like, maybe you do it by seasons, you do it by years. Like yeah. I guess like, you... Uh, go into a certain diet for a fixed amount of time, and then you cleanse the body, you detox it, absolutely. and then you switch back into another one. Yeah, and have that kind of a flexibility, and that also—that's a really good way of developing discipline. Mm-hmm. And it's also, yeah, uh, obviously uh, detoxing your body. Yeah. I guess like if you cut out uh, packaged products and processed sugar, absolutely, there's a huge difference that you would yeah. notice. Uh, yeah.
2: But all those knowledge, a lot of those knowledge has been lost to us, right? Like yeah. our grandparents probably learn yeah. from their grandparents if we learn yeah. from their grandparents. Yeah. And all these things that eating seasonal fruits and vegetables, yeah. Yeah. you know, eating certain grains during certain you know months, yeah. and um, all these are, it's, it's very much like the Ayurvedic practice right now. And those things have been lost to us, to the current generations. Yeah. And we got lots of illness from yeah. not following the rhythm yeah. of yeah. The, the world.
0: Yeah. It's also, yeah, there's, there's so many factors that relate to that. It's mm-hmm. your uh, ancestry and like which part of the world you are coming Absolutely. from. What was the staple diet back then? Yes. And... Uh, Temperature and all that mm-hmm. because that affects how your i mean the amount of like proteins and all that stuff they red meats they have a high thermic value like That's if right. you're eating that in a hot climate, then it's not going to serve you that well no exactly,
2: yeah, yeah. but all those knowledge hmm. have not been passed down to us hmm. or readily available to us they have been you know you have see the health cannot be. Uh, it's like you have to also think about the um, the 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 ph- the ph- 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 pharmaceutical companies and all these yeah, things yeah. right like yeah, yeah, so all those are things to think about,
0: yeah, and I guess I mean th- those information have always been available, mm-hmm. but um I mean science has kind of poo pooed uh that that old traditional and like, oh no, we we don't follow that. Let's rework this out. Mm-hmm. And it's almost about like reinventing the wheel, the yeah. where it wasn't yeah, really necessary. And like maybe you need to maybe justify like or find reasons, but like not just scrap everything.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like they suddenly discovered ginger is so good for you or turmeric is so good for you because they yeah. reduce the information. Yeah. Guess what? Our ancestor loaned it thousands of years yeah. ago. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like Indy my told us told me that the moment he fell on the street with the bike and then his mom comes in and just shove a spoonful of turmeric into his mouth and tell him <laughs> swallow it i mean they don't oh. have medical science to prove that back then but you yeah. know like nowadays they're like oh turmeric so good for you rub yeah. it on your yeah. everything it helps your uh, recovery for injuries like yeah we know it
1: yeah in Iran, we have this thing, like, when when you have, a, like, a scar, like a bruise or something, you just put turmeric, and egg, and yeah. you put it there, and wrap it, and that's it. Exactly. The day after, it's, like, kind of, it yeah. has a base feeling. Yeah. But yeah. if you
2: tell the medical science right now, it's, like
0: no 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 i
2: gotta put aspirin on you gotta put like you know (laughs) persporin on or whatever like to heal the scar or whatever like they just
1: want to sell you obviously they get money out of it right so yeah yeah. Yeah, i was actually talking to this nurse who she's she has like 30 years experience and she was telling me that if you have a light headache and you don't need uh, Advil or anything, just don't don't take it. Mm-hmm. Let your body fight it. Yeah, because that that's a the, your body is gonna if you take it, your body is gonna start this anti immune system mm-hmm. against yourself. So anti antibiotic and all that. Yeah. So who inspires you in the yoga and like in general, like a a philosopher and any like philosopher, any like books that you've read that really change your life. Well, I have many teachers, uh, yoga teachers,
2: of course. Um, uh, And I have many uh, esoteric teachers as well. Um, All these are... I mean, they're all amazing people. Some are here, some are not here. My hypnotherapy teacher, master, you know, all these... um, I find teachers are how say, they, you have to discover your own, really, um, because my teacher might not work for you. My teachers might be a different teacher for you, right? Um, just like this, I I find I find. Um, like everybody have their own journey, I guess, really. And, and my teacher could be totally a stranger to you because you don't identify with the teaching. Or it could be, um, or or vice versa as well. So I think it's, how it's, it's I say it, Instead of telling you who my teachers are, I would say that when you meditate, if you do meditate, have a meditation practice, ask your teachers to show. Then your teacher will show up. The person, whether it's in the form of books, it's in the form of podcast, in the form of yoga, even in the form of workplace, the mm. teacher will show up, the right person will show up, and you would know when the person shows up. Because they they are almost like you you just know that they have so much to offer and there's so much to learn and they resonate you resonate with the person so much so that that you just want to learn from this person and I think that's the true teacher really yeah
1: is there any last last word you want to tell people because I feel like we want to slowly close this out yeah definitely yeah. Yeah. I think
2: the main thing is um, you know you have to you have to do what what you feel good in the group consciousness so we are all moving in this world together. If you think that you're alone, you're really not alone. If you feel like you're you're doing everything yourself, you're really not because everything you're you're just one of the many components of the world. So by abandoning your role you're you're really dragging everybody down as well. It's for everybody to evolve together. That's really how we slowly, slowly evolve as a human being, and as a species of its its own, and then also the mind evolve into a into a higher plane that where we used to exist, or where we were very comfortable being at. But now we are kind of trapped ourselves with iPads, with phones, with games, and with all these materialistic things. We forgot that there is six other layers that we have, you know. And um I think it's it's important to know that you're not alone and there's so much to learn and when you're willing to open to a teacher, the teacher will show. And that's really what 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 I want to say really. You know? <laughs> yeah. And be kind to yourself,
1: really. Yeah. Yeah guys, be kind to yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> forward forward saying way, way of saying it be kind to yourself no, that's just me um so where can people find you uh, do you have any beginner meditation class or anything we will be we will be right. there next week <laughs> <laughs> great <laughs> well
2: recently i have the pleasure of being the direct director director of um of india yoga and um, which locate in the border of Mississauga and Oakville. Um, We have amazing teachers there teaching meditations. Um, In the next springtime, um, me and two other practitioners were going to open an esoteric school. So that is something uh, we have in mind to practice, uh, to bring the people who are ready to go deepen their practice um, with the energetic side of things. That's a school to teach that, to teach manifestations, to teach meditations, to teach um, rituals, to teach um, astral projections of all these things. Um, Ethics, morals are the strong points of this Reiki, Energy works. All these things are what we teach at that place. Of course, that's just a component, a component of the school. We have offer we offer yoga. We offer beautiful practices of physical practice as well. So that's what the space offers. Um, Is mainly for the community, whichever level that you're at. Whether you're still at the physical level of practicing planting the seed of yoga or whether you are ready for deeper work of the energetic side that's what the school is about so and that's going to be
1: available starting
2: pretty soon yeah
1: awesome that, how do you spell the website? Um,
2: yeah so your Yoga it's I-N-Y-E yoga dot com mm. cool and you can find me there and um, <laughs> send me the email you can see it there yeah. yeah. Definitely come to visit us. Join a, the flow. It's a beautiful practice space and lots of devoted practitioners. So it's it's a beautiful
1: space. So if you're in Oakville or Mississauga, come over. Yeah. Love that- to have you. I I've seen your your pictures of like your own house and I was like holy crap this guy really takes the extra step to make it like really look cool <laughs> so I I yeah I haven't seen it but I totally believe it like I, I've seen your work from the past and I'm like thank this you is, this is amazing um, I have this crazy idea uh, to close this um, if you do om uh, and then we follow you afterwards or we do it to us of course yeah. So first you start and then.
2: Sure. Let's take a deep breath out. And let all the breath out. As we inhale, let's breathe to the top of your lungs. And. So much for having me
1: thank you so much for coming here this was yeah. amazing thank you my pleasure <laughs> <laughs> thanks yeah thank you see you guys next time yeah page two is done <laughs> So. Awesome.